I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Jorginho. Welcome to this edition of the Arsenal Match Day audio program. Arsenal versus Manchester City, Sunday, October the 8th, 2023. Kickoff for 30 p.m. The contents, captain's notes around Arsenal, sustainability, player feature, Jorginho, community voice, foundation voice. Academy Young Gun, Cameron Ismail. Around the Academy, Women, Visitors, Manchester City. Match Action, Arsenal vs Tottenham Hotspur. Match Action, Brentford vs Arsenal. Match Action, Bournemouth vs Arsenal. Match Action, RC Lens vs Arsenal. And Teams. Odegaard. Captain's notes. It's a huge one today against Manchester City. Another important game here at Emirates Stadium and we're all excited to get out there. Martin was speaking to Josh James. Photography, Stuart McFarlane, David Price. There are some changes to the City squad this season, but it's still a strong team like always. The quality, the experience they have. It's a really well-drilled team and system. They have been with their manager for a long time now, so they all know the system really well. I think they have improved a lot defensively in the past few years. They look really solid. They are a bit more physical now as well compared to some years back, but still they have great quality on the ball as well. With Erling up front as well, they will always be dangerous. So it's a very strong team and it's a great challenge for us. It's a game we're really looking forward to being here at our home and knowing that you, our supporters, will be on fire for it. It's a huge game too when you look at the table. They lost last weekend and it's obviously nice when the teams around you drop points, but it's much more important to focus on ourselves and what we can do. We don't want to look too much at what other teams are doing because that's when you lose your focus. We go away on international break after today as well and you always want to go with your country after getting a win for your club, especially as I will be with Erling for the next week or so. We're feeling really good coming into the game. It's been a couple of weeks since our last match here. We've played in three different competitions since then, and played some good football, but had some frustrations too. 
It was definitely frustrating in the North London derby two weeks ago. We led twice in the game, and the way we let them back into it was very disappointing. For me, the most disappointing thing was the way we played when in possession. It wasn't the best performance from us. I didn't feel like we were really ourselves in that game. It's difficult to explain why, and it's even more difficult to put it right during the game. You can sometimes feel that your usual rhythm is not there, but it's hard to change that in the speed and heat of a match. We tried everything we could to change it, but sometimes things don't come off the way you want. Even though we didn't play well, we got ahead twice, and from there you just have to find a way to win. Sometimes you have to win, even when you aren't at your best. Our next game was in the Carabao Cup at Brentford, and it was great to see the quality of our performance, even though the manager made a lot of changes. It was a special moment for Charles Sago Jr. as well, making his debut for us. He's quite shy, a quiet guy, but he's a really nice lad who gives everything, works hard and wants to try everything to be better. All of the young lads who train with us regularly come with a great attitude and always bring a good energy to the group. As first team players we all like to see these youngsters come through too and it was great for Charles that he had a chance last week. Your debut is always a great moment and I love to see how happy and how proud he was. He helped us get the win too and that's important because we want to win every game we play. We enter every competition to compete for the trophy so we want to continue that. There was a special moment too for Kai in our match at Bournemouth last weekend. He really deserved that. Kai has been great since he joined us. He shows so much quality every day in training and he is a top addition to our squad this season. I know myself how important that first goal is when you go to a new team. It can be tricky at the start. People are looking at you. I think there is too much of a focus on numbers these days and everyone is looking at goals and numbers, not always the performances. But all players put that extra stress on themselves too to get that first goal, and I know how much that means, so it was great to see him score. And it was not that we gave him that penalty just as a gift or something like that. We gave it to him because he's a very good penalty taker, and we were confident he would score. That's why we did it. We've seen already this season that we have different penalty takers depending on who's feeling good and confident in that moment. Bukeo is usually the main guy for penalties, but as I said before, we have a lot who can take them. I was feeling good on Saturday at Bournemouth and I took the first one there, and actually Gabby was going to take the second one, because he's a great penalty taker too. But we all had a discussion as a team and decided Kai should take it, because it would be good for him and good for the whole team. We found that best decision on the pitch between myself, Bukeo and Gabby and it worked out well. A special mention again for you, the supporters at Bournemouth. You were brilliant from the first kick to the last. Then on Tuesday we had a disappointing result away to Lens in the Champions League. It's always different playing away in Europe. You face different styles and different players, so it's a great challenge. We started well, got the lead, but we didn't play that well on the ball I thought in Europe, like we needed to against Tottenham. Sometimes you are going to need to battle out wins when you aren't playing well. It's about taking your key moments and staying organised. We didn't do that well enough on the night, so it was annoying to lose. 
but I know we will improve and learn from every game we play in the Champions League. I'm sure we will get stronger there. It's a young team. We will keep learning and developing, and playing in an atmosphere like that will help too. Talking of atmospheres, I want to thank all of our supporters who made the trip over to Lens for the game. We could hear you loud and clear in that corner. I know we can rely on you all to make a great noise again today and get right behind us. It makes a huge difference to us. Around Arsenal. Trio up for awards. Mikel Arteta, Leandro Trossard and David Raya have all been nominated for Premier League awards for September. Mikel Arteta has been nominated for the Manager of the Month award for the second successive month. We were unbeaten in September with three wins, 3-1 at home to Manchester United and away at Everton 1-0 and Bournemouth 4-0 and a 2-2 draw in a gripping North London derby, maintaining our strong start to the campaign. Mikel, who won four monthly awards last term to take his tally at the club to six, is up against Tottenham Hotspur's Ange Postacoglu, Aston Villa's Unai Emery, Newcastle United's Eddie Howe and Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp. Meanwhile, Leandro Trossard's excellent finish against Everton has been included on the shortlist for the Premier League's Goal of the Month for September. The Belgian forward's stunning strike helped us clinch all three points at Goodison Park for the first time since 2017. Finally, David Raya's incredible reaction save in the North London derby against Tottenham Hotspur has been nominated for September's Premier League Save of the Month. Tottenham looked destined to score in the 38th minute when Son Heung-min pulled the ball back to Brennan Johnson 10 yards out, but David somehow got across from his near post to claw the ball away from danger. Voting ends tomorrow, Monday, October 9th, so head to arsenal.com for details on how to cast yours before it's too late. Happy birthday, Ben. It's a big day for today's cover star, Ben White, not just because we're facing the defending champions in the weekend's biggest Premier League fixture, but because today also happens to be the defender's 26th birthday. We hope you have a great day, Ben, and that your 27th year gets off to the best possible start. Five-star supporters clubs, welcoming supporters clubs to Emirates Stadium on their special match day. Today, we welcome fans from Arsenal Lithuania, a supporters club formed in 2021 that has rapidly grown from 50 members to 140 today, with 30 of them attending this afternoon's big game. While most of the members live in their country of origin, the club does have an international flavour, with Lithuanian expats from around Europe as well as the UK. When they're not here at the Emirates, they have a pub back home where they try to meet for every single Arsenal game. Their first trip over here was for a home win over Southampton, after which they headed into central London to celebrate the night away. The club itself says Lithuanians like beer, noisy pubs and chats about football, as well as visiting the Arsenal shop, meeting supporters from different countries and making friendships. As well as organising events back home, Arsenal Lithuania recently raised €1,500 for a charity that helps Lithuanian children and war refugees, named the Hope for Football organisation. Keep up the great work, Arsenal Lithuania, and we hope you have a great trip to Emirates Stadium today. Ref Watch. This afternoon's referee is Michael Oliver from Northumberland. 
A very experienced official who has been on the Premier League list since 2010-2011, Michael's most recent Arsenal appointment was the 2-1 home win over Nottingham Forest earlier this season. In all, he has refed 53 of our matches in which we have won 25, drawn 11 and lost 17. Ticket news. Home tickets. Arsenal women versus Aston Villa. Women's Super League, Sunday, October 15th, kick-off 2pm. Tickets for this match remain on general sale until Friday, October 13th at 5pm. Last chance to purchase tickets for this game will be on Sunday, October 15th until half-time. Arsenal vs Sheffield United, Premier League, Saturday, October 28th, kick-off 3pm. Tickets for this match are on sale to Silver, Cannon, Red and JG Gunner members via the ticket exchange service until 12pm on Saturday, October 28th. Arsenal vs Sevilla FC, UEFA Champions League, Wednesday, November 8th, kick-off 8pm. Tickets for this match are on sale to Silver, Cannon, Red and Junior Gunner members via the ticket exchange service until 5pm on Wednesday, November 8th. Please note that booking fees will apply to all ticket sales. Arsenal vs Burnley, Premier League, Saturday, November 11th, kick-off 3pm. Tickets for this match are on sale to Silver, Cannon, Red and Junior Gunner members via the ticket exchange service until 12pm on Saturday, November 11th. Please note that booking fees will apply to all ticket sales. Away tickets. Chelsea vs Arsenal, Premier League, Stamford Bridge, Saturday, October 21st, kick-off 5.30pm. Tickets for this match sold out to Platinum Gold and Travel Club members with 20-plus away points. Sevilla FC vs Arsenal, UEFA Champions League, Estadio Ramon Sanchez, Tuesday, October 24th, kick-off 8pm. Tickets for this match are currently on sale to Platinum Gold and Travel Club members with 30-plus away points. NMR Shirts for Young Role Models The No More Red initiative launched in January 2022 with Adidas to support the long-standing work being done by Arsenal in the community to keep young people safe from knife crime and youth violence. Within that, one of the aims was to spotlight the work of young people who have made a positive difference. And this afternoon, Dre and Kaylin will become the latest recipients of our special No More Red shirts. Dre Francis has always been involved in music and has been an integral part of the Copenhagen Youth Project Music Studio. The studio was in need of a refit and Dre worked with the designers to create the concept for the refurbished space. He has been active in the No More Red music campaign, connecting with potential funders and supporters, talking about his own experience and how the studio has been beneficial to so many young people. He has also been involved in planning, curating and managing the Cali Festival Youth Stage over the past four years, and this month he will be putting on his first music night alongside three other young people. Kaylin Knight has been a mentor at the Copenhagen Youth Project for eight months and was recruited just as he seemed to be engaging with some hard-to-reach young people displaying negative behaviour. The mentoring role has helped Kaylin focus on supporting young people and the local community. He has taken on duties within the youth club and at football sessions and has received training in safeguarding, mental health, first aid and health and safety, which has further developed his role as a mentor. He has been instrumental in planning the summer programme at Copenhagen Youth Project. 
developing the under-18s football team and being a voice for young people at CYP board meetings. Meet the mascots. Today's home mascot is Anurin, aged 11, from Harrow. His favourite players are Bukayo Saka, Aaron Ramsdale and Martin Odegaard. The away mascot is Malachi, aged 9, from London. We hope you both have a great day. An evening with Roy Massey. If you want to hear the thoughts of a genuine Arsenal legend, Roy Massey will be talking about our academy and the season so far with our very own Adrian Clark this Thursday, October 12th. An evening with Roy Massey will take place at the Gunners, Blackstock Road, N51EN, starting at 7.30pm. Roy was an Arsenal Academy coach for 16 years, and Adrian, of course, was a graduate of that academy. The event, organised by Arsenal Independent Supporters Association, will also be an opportunity to get Roy to sign copies of his book, A Life in Football and a Coach to the Stars, co-written with Mark Metcalf and available now. Sustainability Sport Positive 2023 This week saw the coming together of sports clubs, venues and governing bodies at the annual Sport Positive Summit held at the Kia Oval in South London. This event provides the great and the good of the sustainable world to come together over two days to help each other learn and develop strategies and practices that will help us all reduce our environmental impact. Sustainability manager Michael Lloyd attended for Arsenal and found it hugely beneficial. It's really interesting and helpful to learn what other clubs and venues are doing reports Mike. We are all trying to achieve the same thing and sharing experiences is vital to helping us all be better. It was great to meet up with those clubs we are already working with across the Premier League and Europe and to make new friends from the sustainability world. Topics discussed included creating carbon footprints, innovation, sports role in changing actions and education. There were speakers present from right across the globe including Australia and USA, with some well-known special guests in attendance too, like rugby league star Martin Ophia and rugby union legend Johnny Wilkinson. The director of sustainability from today's guests, Manchester City, was also in attendance, and unlike the game today, which will be extremely competitive, the sustainability world takes a more collaborative approach, and City have been very willing to share ideas and best practice with us, as have all the clubs. Labour of Love Hard Work Number One Women in the Boré community earn some very useful cash weeding the Arsenal forest. It's as hard work as it looks in the baking heat, but at least the recent rains has made the ground soft enough to really attack the weeds with gusto. The rain has also meant the weeds have been rampant, meaning plenty of extra work for the women, earning cash which they mainly use to pay for school fees. Hard work number two. Even tougher than weeding, when the neem seedlings need potting up, they require good quality soil, which arrives in a truck and has to then be shoveled out by hand. The work never ends as the forest grows, with 28,500 neem now planted in Boré. The Arsenal Tree 
We've mentioned before that the hardy drought and pest-resistant neem is our preferred variety of tree in the Arsenal forest, so it is now known in the region as the Arsenal tree. As such, local children in particular want to get their hands on neem saplings and plant their own gunner's greenery. We're more than happy to donate some seedlings to school planting sites. Be a part of Arsenal Forest. For more on the project and to buy your own tree, for just £1 each, scan the QR code on this page of the programme. Together, Jorginho. We speak to our first team players about what togetherness and team spirit means to them. Our midfielder on why ego is the enemy of team spirit and how he broke through at his first team at the age of just four. From his position in the centre of midfield, Jorginho is used to being the very heartbeat of a team. The experienced Italy international brings a sense of control and calm to the game whenever he's on the field, as well as a huge amount of authority and leadership. So it's no surprise to learn that even from a very young age, Jorginho relished being the centre of attention and focal point of any team he was a part of. Born and raised in the Brazilian coastal town of Imbituba, Jorginho was like any other Brazilian kid, obsessed with football. But he didn't just want to play, he wanted to be as involved as possible, all the time. It's funny because, even as a little kid I like to have the captain's armband on, he begins. I like to kick off the game, talk to the referee, everything. It was funny, even at that age I enjoyed that process. And this really was from a young age. Jorginho's football story started in Brazil back in 1996, when he was just four years old. He would persistently plead to his dad to get involved with his local team, and eventually his tenacity paid off, even though he was too young to join officially. Jorginho explains, All my friends would say to me, Come and play for this team, Pakesy's team, you need to come. Pakesy was the name of the coach, and it was just known as Pakesy's team. So every day when my dad got home after work, I would be hassling him, saying, I want to go to see Pakesy. He kept saying that I couldn't go because I'm too small and I had to wait, but I wouldn't stop asking. So eventually, he went to speak to him and asked him what the minimum age is he accepted there. He said the absolute youngest is six, and he only has a few that age, then they are seven and eight. At that age, being four is a big gap, but my dad said to him, Every day my son is begging to play. Can you take him? Pakesy said no, I was too small, and if I got injured it would be his responsibility. It's too dangerous. My dad said that I'm his son, so he would take responsibility if anything happened to me. Eventually Pakesy said, OK, bring him in for one time and I'll see if he's able to play with the older boys. So I went there. The first day I was so excited and my dad said, go and do what you want to do. And I went in and did quite well. I can't remember, but my dad told me that I did very well against the six and seven-year-olds. So afterwards I went up to him, all excited, asking how I did, but he wanted me to stay humble, not get too excited. So he just said, yeah, you were fine, the same as the others, just normal. But inside he was like, yes, he did amazing. He didn't tell me that though. So then my dad went to Pakesy and said to him, thanks so much for taking him that once, he's happy now. That was all he wanted. But Pakesy said, no, 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 you have to keep bringing him. So that's where everything started for me, he recalls. 
Jorginho was part of Pakesy's team for four years, developing all the time against older, stronger boys. Then he joined local club Mario Jr., first as part of the indoor five-a-side team, playing futsal, then moving on to full-size 11-a-side football when he turned eight. I started learning way more at that point, he recalls. In that period, when I was about six or seven, my mum started taking me to the beach as well to do some training there. To have fun, mainly, but we would train there too, so I had Pakesy, my mum and Mario Jr. when I was growing up, and also a coach from my school, Pepe, helped me too. Basically, every day I was playing football somewhere. And it was only ever football, and only football for the young Jorginho, who wasn't interested in taking part in any other sports. No, there was too much football in my head. It was football, 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 football. I don't remember playing any individual sports, he adds. Part of the appeal of football for him, he says, was being part of a group and enjoying the camaraderie of team spirit. Football is about the collective, he continues. I always enjoyed playing together with the team, and when I started playing, I started to realise how much fun it was winning together. To have these connections and creating relationships is something I always liked, and still do. It wasn't long, he adds, before he started to relish the pressure that came with being a focal point of the team as well, and he recalls that he loved being a talisman for his youth teams. He started life as a striker, then when he was nine he moved back into the number 10 position. It was only when he was 13 that he converted into a central midfielder. I think I grew up earlier than the others because I used to play always with the older guys from a young age, he reflects. They were more senior, they were my friends, and I was just playing with them in the street or whatever. So when I played in a team, against boys my own age, it was way easier for me. So yes, I was one of the main players for the team, and captain as well, that's true. I loved that side of it. However, even at that callow age, Jorginho could distinguish between being the main man and being too individualistic in a team sport. It's a quality he puts down to his upbringing and something that has remained important to him throughout his pro career as well. For me, being the captain or whatever was never the main thing. For me, the main thing, and I think I got this from my mum, is always trying to help the other players on the pitch. That's what she was like when she played, and I think I got it from her the natural thing of communication, pushing my teammates, helping them and trying to win together. It's all things I love. That's maybe why my main thing is assisting and not scoring. And that brings him onto the feeling of togetherness in the current squad. After leaving Brazil, Jorginho moved to Italy with his family as a teenager and soon joined Verona, working his way through the youth team before going on loan to San Bonifacese, where he made his senior debut. Then after three seasons in the Verona first team, he made his name with Napoli and also progressed to becoming a full international with Italy through his grandparents, while with the Gliazzuri. He lifted the European Championship with Italy in 2021 and won more honours with Chelsea before joining us in January this year. Now aged 31, he's been part of several different team dynamics in his career and although he's still relatively new to life at Arsenal, He's loving what he's seen so far in North London. I think we're very, very close as a team, he says. I can feel it's a special group, because it's a humble group of boys that all have their minds open to learn, to listen, to improve and to give opinions too. So as long as we don't put our individual ego in front of the team, this group can be special.
I see it can be that way, and I hope the egos never take over. I hope the team always comes first, because then the enjoyment is way bigger than just being an individual. As a senior pro in the team, Jorginho agrees that he has a role to play in setting a positive example in terms of putting the team first, but says it only works if everybody buys in. I think it's down to everyone, he says. Mainly from the players, from the individual, putting the team first. Then of course everyone else can help. The coach, the staff, the senior players, everyone can help. But I think the main thing is everyone needs to understand their own role and understand that the team comes first. To me, team spirit means exactly that, putting the team first. That's the main thing, because all the other things come together after that. The enjoyment, the laughs, the jokes, and then when you win, you see everyone happy. I think you enjoy it more when that happens, because of course I've been at places where it was different, you know? Then you can see that even when you win, some of the players aren't happy, and that breaks a little bit of the magic. So I think once you sense that the team comes first, then the enjoyment is going to be way bigger. Nine months into his Gunners career, Jorginho says he feels completely at home at the club and he credits the whole setup for making the transition so easy. The way the club is now, it's amazing for the new players, he smiles. I can't pick just one or two people who helped me when I arrived because so many did. Once I arrived here, the whole staff, the whole Arsenal family welcomed me so well. I'm talking not just about players and coaching staff, but the medical staff, the people working in the office, so many people. They all try to make things easier for us, to just go on the pitch and do our job. It's a big, big family, where everyone feels involved, and that's credit to the club, to Mikel, to Edu, for what they want to create. You can feel it's just special, because when you have everyone together, it's a really, really nice feeling. A crucial element of the Arsenal family, of course, is the fan base, and Jorginho made a point when finishing the interview to outline how important the reception from the Emirates faithful was to the start of his Gunners journey. I want to say too, the warm welcome from the fans as well was so important for me, because I need to be honest, you know, coming from Chelsea, I was like, okay, let's see what's going to happen here. I made the decision that I will be myself and hope they like me. Then, as soon as I arrived, I could feel the warm, really warm welcome from the people in the training ground, from the fans on the streets, at the stadium, on social media. It made it so easy for me to feel integrated. It was really nice. And now I'm here. I try to help the new players have that same journey. Community Voice Project Arsenal in the Community Coach Development Programme Participants 21 Available to men and women aged 18 and over For more information contact Drew Tyler Coach Development Programme Lead at dtyler at arsenal.co.uk or visit the What We Do page at arsenal.com forward slash community and go to the Football Development section. The Arsenal in the Community Coach Development Programme offers a unique opportunity for young people to gain qualifications and experience in coaching football while contributing to Arsenal's community projects in the UK and around the world. 21 participants from Islington, the UK and beyond joined the programme at the start of September. 
Between now and July, they will undertake a comprehensive program of coach education from our team of experienced coaches and industry experts and have the chance to apply their learning by leading and supporting sessions across our arsenal in the community projects. It has been so nice being accepted by everyone and making new friends. The coaches are so knowledgeable, but also personable. They have brought out the best in me so far, and I'm really excited about what I have to learn, says participant Peter Bone. Being a student at Arsenal is one of the best things in the world. The group is brilliant, and we have already had great experiences as part of the programme. The opportunities that Arsenal provide for young people is amazing. I'm looking forward to becoming the best version of a coach I can be, says participant Riley Butler. In the upcoming months, our CDP coaches will undertake placements in primary schools, social inclusion sessions and with accessibility groups, as well as short placements at the pre-academy and girls' academy. Later in the year, coaches may be offered the opportunity to travel abroad to support the Arsenal Foundation's Coaching for Life programme in Zatari Refugee Camp in Jordan, as Rebecca, one of the 2022-23 CDP coaches, did earlier this year. I had wanted to get into coaching for a while, but didn't know how or where to start. I've been an Arsenal fan since I was young. My dad used to take me to games all the time, and when the Emirates opened, he managed to get season tickets, so we've been going ever since. I'd heard about Arsenal in the community and their projects, so it was a combination of my interest in coaching and being an Arsenal fan that made me apply for the CDP. I have learned a lot about myself as a coach and a person. As a coach, it has reinforced my belief that football should be a fun, safe space because everyone deserves that time and opportunity to explore and play the game. As a person, I've learned I'm more capable than I thought I was and to have confidence in myself and my abilities. So says participant Rebecca Finch. More on the CDP. Based in London at the Arsenal Hub, our coaches undertake a comprehensive programme of coach education and gain experience by leading and supporting sessions across our range of Arsenal in the community projects. Coaching qualifications such as the Introduction to Coaching Football, FA Level 1, First Aid and Safeguarding Courses. Coaches who already hold the FA Level 1 are still strongly encouraged to apply. Local community placements include primary schools, social inclusion, estate sessions and accessibility groups, as well as six three-month placements at Arsenal's pre-academy and opportunities at the Girls' Academy in Hertfordshire. Upon completion of the initial stages of delivery, coaches may be offered the opportunity to travel abroad to support our work around the world. Placements in 2023 included supporting the Arsenal Foundation's Coaching for Life programme in Zatari Refugee Camp in Jordan and multiple summer placements in the USA. Foundation Voice, Arsenal Acts. The Arsenal Foundation has helped to fund a space a therapeutic service for youngsters with complex needs, being implemented at one of our local primary schools. One of the parents involved tells us how it has helped. 
A space delivers a critical service to very vulnerable children and for this reason we wish to remain anonymous. All I can say is that the school and A Space greatly appreciate Arsenal's continued support. A Space is a therapy service designed to meet the emotional, psychological, educational and social needs of children and young people during term time. With help from the Arsenal Foundation, we have been able to introduce this for children impacted by adverse life experiences and trauma. A qualified child and adolescent psychotherapist provides confidential therapy in a dedicated space, supporting children in processing their experiences. The therapy takes a holistic approach including liaising with the children's family support network to share tools and resources so they can better support their child. This has had a significant positive impact in the classroom. Teachers are heroes, but supporting a classroom of 30 young children, each with different levels of mental and emotional needs, is extremely challenging. And COVID has had a big impact on many families. Our teachers identified a few children experiencing life-altering traumas that were impacting their ability to come to school, engage with their peers and participate in their education. It was hard for those children, their classmates and the teachers, which is why we contacted A-Space. Our most vulnerable children face a range of issues. Some are in temporary accommodation. Some have witnessed severe domestic violence. Others have special educational needs and some have suffered the death of a sibling or parent or been displaced from their country of origin. A-Space is changing the course of these children's and their families' lives. Without the A-Space input, these children would be on a waiting list for CAMHS support that currently stands at more than eight months. Support is urgent for these children. A-Space has also given parents and carers someone to confide in for support, which is in many cases lacking, absent or difficult to access elsewhere in their family circle or community. As a result, these children have returned to regular attendance levels, are re-engaging with their peers and are coming to the classroom calm and ready to learn. This has also helped the teachers to better support all of the children in the classroom. We, school, parents and A-Space are eternally grateful to the Arsenal Foundation for recognising the importance of the club's community. Supporting children who have experienced distressing life events or trauma no more than a mile from the home of the club is a true reflection of Arsenal's commitment to ensuring the health and well-being of the vulnerable children in its community. For more information on A-Space, visit aspaceinhackney.org. Academy Young Gun, Cameron Ismail. The Basics, born 22nd of the 11th, 06, Joined November 2021. Height and weight, 5 foot 11, 70 kilograms. Position, central midfielder. School, Central Foundation Boys School, Islington. Number, 100. Rate yourself out of 100. Pace, 72. Dribbling, 79. Passing, 81. Shooting, 77. Defending, 83. Physical, 82. I'm a local boy, born and raised in Islington. I have Arsenal in my blood having grown up just 10 minutes from Emirates Stadium. Some of my fondest memories involve attending matches at the stadium and I really enjoyed the atmosphere there. 
My background is quite diverse. My mother is Egyptian and my father is Nigerian. I started my football journey with Camden Elite, where I played for a few years and had the chance to attend several trials. After that, I played for various grassroots clubs until I reached the age of 13. Then, as fate would have it, lockdown struck. It was a tough time for me because football is my passion, and having it suddenly taken away was challenging. I began as a striker, relishing the thrill of scoring goals, and I admired players like Theo Walcott. His movement and finishing skills left a lasting impression on me. He's one of the few players to have scored more than 100 goals for Arsenal, which is an incredible achievement. However, one day, my coach suggested I try playing as a left-back. I embraced the change, and it turns out I really enjoy the position. In today's game, full-backs play a crucial role, requiring us to contribute both defensively and offensively. Just recently, I've even been experimenting with an inverted role, which adds another layer to my tactical understanding and spatial awareness. I find it fulfilling and beneficial for the team. My journey to Arsenal was quite a roller coaster. They turned me down twice before finally signing me in September 2021. The rejection wasn't easy, especially because I'm a die-hard fan. However, I never lost faith that I'd get another opportunity. When lockdown ended, I got a third trial, and after six weeks, they offered me a contract. You could call it third time lucky, but it only goes to show that if you persist, even through difficult times, you can accomplish anything. That experience made me stronger as a player. My time at Hale End was memorable. My favourite moment was scoring in my very first game. It was surreal, especially because we practised corners in training and our routine paid off. It was the perfect start to my Arsenal journey. Heading into the scholarship decision, I was nervous, considering I hadn't been at the club for long. But I was determined to prove myself. When I received the good news in December 2022, I felt relieved and immensely proud. However, I know this is just the beginning and I'll work even harder to earn a professional contract. Football is my life, and I'm dedicated to making a career out of it. Arriving at London Colney was a significant step closer to my dreams. The top-tier facilities and the opportunity to see Arsenal's first-team players every day are inspiring. Just going into the building every day fuels my hunger and desire to one day get a professional contract and be the next Pacayo, Emil, Reese, and Eddie. They're guys who've made it through Hale End and are now playing at the first team level, which is where I want to be. Making my debut for the under-18s was an eye-opener. The tempo and intensity are much higher and it requires quick thinking. You don't have much time on the ball and the higher level you play up, the margin for error gets even smaller. But having someone like Jack Wilshere as a coach is fantastic. His experience of playing for Arsenal and England at the highest level is invaluable and it's insight not many players will get, so I'm fully grateful to have him as a coach. Before a game, my music choices vary. Sometimes I prefer upbeat tunes to get me pumped up, while other times I opt for a more relaxed vibe. There's no set routine, it depends on how I'm feeling. This season, my goal is simple, make as many appearances as possible, whether it's for the under-18s or the 21s. I simply love playing football. Around the Academy Positive period for youth teams 
Mehmet Ali was pleased with elements of what he saw in our under-19s performance against PSV Eindhoven in the UEFA Youth League Cup on Wednesday, September 20th, despite a 2-1 defeat to the Dutch Giants. Ethan Nguyeneri opened the scoring at Meadow Park, but an own goal and a 70th-minute finish from Jason van Dweven saw the away side take all three points. It's great learning for our players, Mehmet said post-match. I felt we had more than enough opportunities and chances to win the game. We didn't take them, and I think at this level, if you don't do that, you can always lose the game. So that was frustrating. Despite the result, Ali was encouraged by the opportunity to play a different style of opponent in the UEFA Youth League to those we would normally face in Premier League 2. It's great for our boys, it's great for their development, he said. Obviously we've got a very good games programme in England, but the boys they played today have had a lot of success from under 15, all the way up to where they are now. A lot of them play against men on a weekly basis in the PSV B team, so when you expose our players to that, it's brilliant, and I thought our boys did really well against that. Exeter up next in the EFL Trophy On Tuesday, in our second EFL Trophy group match, our under-21s travel to St James's Park to take on League One's Exeter City in the EFL Trophy. This tournament provides a valuable opportunity for our under-21s to experience real stadium atmosphere against professional league opponents. Exeter City finds themselves at the bottom of the group after suffering a heavy 9-0 defeat to Reading in their opening game. However, Gary Caldwell's team are having a good season in League One and prior to the midweek matches, the Grecians were in 8th position, just one point outside the playoff positions. The Gunners currently occupy second spot in the group, with two points, and Mehmet Ali's team are determined to clinch our first victory in the competition. Our journey began with a draw against Swindon Town in our opening match, but we managed to secure a bonus point by winning a tense penalty shootout 5-4. Last season, we reached the last 16 in this competition, but narrowly lost to Stevenage. Congratulations, Charles. Arsenal under-21s winger Charles Sago Jr. celebrated a significant milestone as he made his full first-team debut for Arsenal. This memorable moment occurred during our 1-0 victory over Brentford in the fourth round of the Carabao Cup. Sago Jr.'s appearance marked him as the 902nd player to proudly don the Arsenal first-team jersey in a competitive fixture. Arsenal under-21's head coach Mehmet Ali couldn't hide his delight at Sago Jr.'s impressive 68-minute performance at the GTEC Community Stadium. It's a fantastic achievement, said Ali. Charles's journey is truly remarkable, a testament to the unwavering dedication put in by everyone involved, from the coaches at Hale End to London Colney. Mikel's trust in him to provide this opportunity speaks volumes about Charles's commitment. In addition to Sago Jr.'s debut, James Sweet, Raul Walters and Amario Cozier-Jubri were all part of the matchday squad against Brentford. In the under-21s, Ali's team were dominant in a 4-2 away win against Manchester United on Saturday, September 23rd. We started the game in stunning fashion and had chalked up a four-goal lead after just 35 minutes, thanks to a double from Lino Sousa and goals from Jack Henry Francis and Kion Edwards. Although the hosts managed to respond with two goals, they faced an uphill battle after our breathtaking start. After the first half, I was very impressed with our players, Mehmet said afterwards. Our pressing was excellent, and we showed aggression, sharpness and clinical prowess in front of goal. 
Ali emphasised that we had displayed similar performances in previous games, but had been lacking the killer instinct in front of goal. This time we capitalised on our opportunities. In other matches we've played at a similar level, but today we were lethal in front of goal, which is pleasing to see. We have a wealth of top talents, and as a coaching staff, we'll do everything in our power to unlock every bit of potential in our players, ensuring they have successful careers in the professional game. The under-21s next game was also in the northwest. this time ending in a battling 1-1 draw against Everton on Friday, September 29th. After a cautious first half, the deadlock was broken minutes into the second half when Jimmy Gower's shot found the back of the net after a fortuitous deflection. However, Everton managed to salvage a point late in the game when Bradley Moonen headed in from a corner. Reflecting on the match, Ali said, Earning a point away from home is a positive, especially considering our slow start. At half-time, with the score at nil-nil, we regrouped and came out stronger in the second half. We took the initiative, pressed higher and deservedly scored a goal. Although it would have been ideal to secure the win, Everton pushed forward with two strikers and equalised towards the end. I urged them to press aggressively, maintain their composure and play with courage. It's easy to abandon our style when we make mistakes, but they persevered, which was crucial in scoring our opening goal, he added. There are many lessons to be learned from the game, and we saw some standout performances. We'll continue to push forward and build on these positives. Jack Wilshere voiced his delight as his under-18s produced a superb 4-0 victory over Southampton at London Colney on Saturday, September 23rd. 15-year-old schoolboy Chido Martinobi grabbed an impressive hat-trick with an additional goal from Louis Zetchevich-John sandwiched in between, securing a commanding win for the young gunners. It's a great feeling, and this win was well-deserved, said Jack. We fielded a very youthful squad today, and there were moments where we faced challenges, but I believe we handled them admirably. Scoring the opening goal was crucial in a match like this, and we displayed a higher level of quality in the final third compared to previous weeks, and that's what earned us the victory. The under-18s head coach underscored the importance of defensive resilience as a foundation for success. Maintaining a clean sheet is vital for our culture. We emphasise creating an environment where our players are tenacious, tough to contend with, unrelenting, celebrating tackles and standing together. This approach pays off when we consistently adhere to the fundamentals. We've placed considerable emphasis on defending our box, and today's result reflects our efforts in that regard. Last weekend, the under-18s travelled to Cobham to play Chelsea and went down to a narrow 3-2 defeat. We found ourselves trailing 2-0 at half-time, but the team showed great character by staging a comeback with goals from Mikhail Rozhek and Josh Nichols, only for Chelsea to snatch all three points late on. Wilshere said, I'm content with the team's overall performance, but we must address a recurring issue where we often dominate the game, but end up on the wrong side of the scoresheet. We need to analyse why this keeps happening. We shouldn't have been in a 2-0 deficit in the first place. We had our chances, but we need to be more clinical in front of goal and improve our defensive organisation. However, the boss was deeply impressed by the unwavering character displayed by his team, who refused to let their spirits drop, even when faced with a daunting two-goal deficit. I often emphasise to the team what Arsene Wenger told us. When you play for Arsenal, you never give up, even if you're 2-0 or 3-0 down. However, 
It's equally important to manage the game effectively once you've made a comeback. We should take a moment to recognise our position, be more astute defensively, and not allow ourselves to be caught off guard. Lucky 13 for Max. The under-18's impressive 4-0 victory over Southampton featured a memorable debut as Jack Wilshere brought on 13-year-old midfielder Max Dalman in the 67th minute. Max produced an assured performance and provides an inspirational example for other aspiring youngsters. Jack expressed his pride in Max's progress. We adopt a holistic approach within our academy, constantly pushing our players to excel. Debut opportunities are not granted lightly, and Max's consistent dedication over the past few months has rightly earned him this chance. There are other talents on the brink of stepping up as well. Arsenal women. Liverpool stun record crowd. We kicked off the domestic season with a frustrating 1-0 defeat to Liverpool in front of a Women's Super League record crowd of 54,115 at Emirates Stadium last Sunday. Jonas Eideval made three changes from the team that drew 3-3 with Paris FC in the Champions League, with Katie McCabe at right-back, Jennifer Beattie coming into the heart of defence, and Alessia Russo making her Women's Super League debut for the club alongside Chloe Lacasse up front. After an impeccably observed minute silence for Sheffield United's Maddie Cusack, the hosts took control from the start, winning two successive corners before Frieda Manham headed wide and then saw a shot blocked after an intricate passing move on the left. Liverpool were content to play on the break and Manuela Zinsberger did have to make a routine save from Seri Holland's volley. But moments later, Rachel Laws produced a brilliant stop to deny Lutwuben Moy. The Liverpool number one also did well to tip a McCabe cross shot over the bar and dealt well with a succession of corners before Liverpool enjoyed a spell of possession and Beattie blocked a shot from Taylor Hines. Missy Bokearns also fired a free kick just wide, but the hosts hit back as Laws denied Manham and Kim Little before the break. It was the visitors who took the lead after the restart. However, Kearns Cross evaded the Arsenal defenders for Miri Taylor to finish at the far post on 48 minutes. And they made it hard for us to find a way back into the game by defending deep and in numbers. Lacasse headed a wide just past the hour mark before a triple substitution, at which point Caitley's corner hit the post and Linda Hurtig's shot deflected wide. Fellow sub Victoria Pelova saw an effort blocked by Gemma Bonner and McCabe flashed a volley across goal. But still we couldn't find the breakthrough. The dangerous Caitlin Ford twice went close, looping a header onto the roof of the net and seeing yet another shot blocked. But this was not to be our afternoon. Away kit is a massive hit. Together with Adidas, we are proud to launch the next chapter of our collaboration with Stella McCartney with the first bespoke away kit and travel range for Arsenal women. 
The limited edition range is designed to support our women's team both on and off the pitch and includes a range of structured silhouettes, including a jersey, shorts and stylish travel wear pieces, such as a full zip jacket with neon accents, track style pants and an oversized tee. The kit debuted on Friday at our away fixture against Manchester United, the first time our women's team have worn a separate kit to the men. Our men's first team will wear the gender-neutral jersey as a pre-match warm-up top ahead of today's game. You can buy the kit from the usual places, including arsenaldirect.arsenal.com. Katie Staying We are delighted to confirm that 2022-23 Player of the Season, Katie McCabe, has signed a new contract here at Arsenal. The Republic of Ireland captain has made 193 appearances since joining the club from Shelbourne in December 2015, scoring 31 goals. Katie has won one Women's Super League title, one Women's FA Cup and two Continental Cups in her time here. Arsenal is home for me and I'm excited to have committed my future to this football club, said Katie. I've grown up here as a player and a person and developed a really special bond with our supporters, which means a lot to me. Over the years, I've experienced some amazing moments here, but I believe that the best is yet to come. And I know the aim here at Arsenal is to compete for the highest honours. Head coach Jonas Eideval said, Katie McCabe brings us so much on and off the pitch, so we are delighted to say that she has signed a new contract. She has been one of the top performers in world football over the past few years, and her quality and character are integral to what we do here. We were very proud to see how she stepped up as captain when called upon last season, and I'm looking forward to seeing what we can achieve together moving forward. Subscribe to the programme. There will be a match day programme produced for every Arsenal women home fixture this season, packed full of exclusive interviews and features direct from the first team dressing room. The programme is priced at £3, but we also offer a subscription service, the only team in the Women's Super League to offer this service, meaning you will get every home issue delivered direct to your door, usually before the match. Scan the QR code in the program to go directly to our match day program sale shop, where the subscription offer can be found. You can also buy individual issues for every match too. Get your villa tickets now. The result against Liverpool wasn't what we wanted, but we want even more of you to cheer the team on when we take on Aston Villa at Emirates Stadium on Sunday, October 15th. If you want to be part of another amazing Arsenal Women Emirates experience, head to arsenal.com to purchase yours. Conti Cup Games Confirmed Our fixtures have been confirmed for Group D of the 2023-24 Continental Cup and we will begin our defence of the trophy at home to Bristol City on Thursday, November 9th, kick-off at 7pm. Next up is an away game at Championship side Southampton, managed by Arsenal legend Marianne Spacey-Kale, on Thursday, November 23rd at 6.30pm, before we host Tottenham Hotspur at Meadow Park on Wednesday, December 13th at 7pm. 
We finished the group stage with a trip to Second Tier Reading on Wednesday, January 24th at 7pm. We are defending the trophy after winning it for a record-extending sixth time, thanks to a 3-1 win over Chelsea at Selhurst Park in March. Visitors, Manchester City. Today's visitors, formed 1880 as St. Mark's. Home, City of Manchester Stadium, since 2003. Capacity, 53,400. Chairman, Khaldun Al-Mubarak. Honours, league champions nine times. Second-tier champions seven times. FA Cup winners seven times. League Cup winners eight times. Community Shield, six times. European Cup, Champions League, 2023. European Cup Winners' Cup, 1970. UEFA Super Cup, 2023. POTY, 2022-23, Erling Haaland. Most appearances, Allen Oaks, 564, 1959-76. Most goals, Sergio Aguero, 260. 2011 to 2021. Famous fans Noel and Liam Gallagher, musicians, Ricky Hatton, boxer, Timothy Dalton, actor, Craig Cash, actor, Michael O'Leary, businessman, Pap Guardiola, manager, born 18th of January 1971, Santpedor, Spain, previously Barcelona B, 2007 to 8, Barcelona. 2008 to 12, Bayern Munich 2013 to 16. Mikel Arteta's former boss and mentor is universally revered as one of the world's great football coaches. His reputation having risen to a new level with his record-breaking achievements at Manchester City, where his trophy-laden sojourn climaxed with last season's historic treble, a feat he has also achieved at the start of his career in 2008-9 with Barcelona, the club he illustriously represented as a player. Pep was appointed seven years ago to replace Manuel Pellegrini, arriving from Bayern, where he won the Bundesliga in each of his three seasons. Historic winners of the treble last season when they became champions of Europe for the first time to supplement a second domestic double after 2018-19, Manchester City have their sights set on retaining all three trophies, the UEFA Champions League, Premier League and FA Cup in 2023-24, while also targeting the unique feat of becoming the first club to win English football's top division in four consecutive seasons, which would also make it ten league titles for the club overall. Pep Guardiola's side duly made the perfect start to their Premier League title defence by winning their opening six fixtures, away at Burnley 3-0, Sheffield United 2-1 and West Ham 3-1, at home to Newcastle 1-0, Fulham 5-1 and Nottingham Forest 2-0, but they were unable to make it seven in a row last weekend, slipping to a shock 2-1 defeat at Molyneux against Wolverhampton Wanderers. That was City's first meaningful Premier League defeat since they went down 1-0 at Tottenham back in February, their 1-0 loss at Brentford on the final day of last season, having come with the title already secure and two cup finals on the immediate horizon. 
Guardiola's side would win both, 2-1 against Manchester United at Wembley to lift their 7th FA Cup, and 1-0 against Inter Milan in Istanbul to capture the Champions League for the first time. The defeat of Wolves was City's second in successive domestic encounters, coming just three days after they lost 1-0 at Newcastle United in the Carabao Cup, a competition they won four years in a row from 2017-18 to to 2020-21. to They have not been beaten in back-to-back Premier League encounters since December 2018, when they fell to Crystal Palace 3-2 at home and Leicester City 2-1 away. Evidently, City will be aiming to avoid a repeat today, not least because another loss would enable Arsenal to leapfrog them at the top of the Premier League table. They are handicapped by the continued absence through suspension of midfield pivot and Champions League final match winner Rodri, but come into today's match buoyed by an excellent 3-1 win at RB Leipzig on Wednesday night as they made it two wins from two in their defence of Europe's biggest prize. Number 31. Edison, born Asasco, Brazil, 17th of August 1993. Previously, Ribeiro, Rio Ave, Benfica. Bought from Benfica for £35 million in June 2017, Edison has proved the perfect fit for City, combining agility with superb footwork and winning the Premier League in five of his six seasons. One of the game's most eye-catching keepers, he has had a lengthy rivalry with Liverpool's Alisson for the Brazil number 1 shirt, winning 23 caps, and is set to make his 300th City appearance this afternoon. 9. Erling Haaland, born, Leeds, 21st of July 2000. Previously, Brian, Mould, Salzburg, Borussia Dortmund. Still only 23, Erling is now widely considered the world's number one centre-forward. Signed last year from Borussia Dortmund, the Norwegian's prowess yielded 52 goals in 53 games for City, including one in each league game against Arsenal, as he scooped the golden boot in both the Premier League, 36 goals, and Champions League, 12. He already has eight league goals this season. Number 19. Julian Alvarez, born Cordoba, Argentina, 31st of January 2000. Previously, River Plate. A world champion with Argentina in Qatar, where he was a key figure, Julian made history in June when he became the first player to win a continental treble and the World Cup in the same season. Recruited by City from River Plate in January 2022, he joined six months later and has developed impressively under Pep Guardiola, starting all seven Premier League games this season. Number 3. Ruben Diaz, born Amadora, Portugal, 14th of May 1997, previously Benfica. Ruben joined City from Benfica in September 2020 and enjoyed a stellar debut season that ended with the Portugal International becoming the first defender to win the FWA Footballer of the Year award for 32 years. A tough commanding centre-back, the 26-year-old won his 50th cap for Portugal last month in their biggest ever win, 9-0, in a Euro 2024 qualifier against Luxembourg. Number 2. Kyle Walker, born Sheffield, 
28th of May 1990. Previously, Sheffield United, Northampton, Loan, Tottenham, Sheffield United, Loan, QPR, Loan, Aston Villa, Loan. Now 33, and in his 14th season as a Premier League regular, half of those with Manchester City, Kyle is enjoying arguably the best year of his career. The former Spur remains one of the quickest defenders in the game, and last month scored his first international goal for England, in a 1-1 Euro 2024 qualifying draw against Ukraine, on what was his 77th appearance. He has started all seven Premier League games this season. Number 47, Phil Foden, born, Stockport, 28th of May, 2000, previously non. Since winning the Golden Ball as the best player at the 2017 Under-17 World Cup, which he won with England, Phil has been one of the game's hottest young prospects. Now 23, his career is maturing nicely for club and country, and he has already won 13 major trophies with City. The skillful left-footer has averaged 15 goals for his club over the past three seasons and opened his account this season against Nottingham Forest. 11. Jeremy Doku, born Antwerp, Belgium, 27th of May 2002, previously Anderlecht, Rennes. An exciting new addition to the Manchester City ranks, 21-year-old Belgian winger Jeremy was signed from French club Rennes on a five-year deal in August and has started the last four Premier League games, scoring his first City goal in the second of them, a 3-1 win at West Ham. The explosive Wideman confirmed his fine start to life at City with a goal and an assist against RB Leipzig on Wednesday night. 24. Josko Gvardiol Born Zagreb, Croatia, 23rd of January 2002. Previously, Dynamo Zagreb, RB Leipzig. Another new signing, Josko arrived from German club RB Leipzig, City's Champions League opponents in midweek, for a reported fee of £77 billion, making him the second most expensive defender of all time. The 23-cap Croatia international who won two German Cups and starred at the 2022 World Cup, playing every minute of the bronze medalist's seven matches, can operate as a central defender or at left-back. 2023-2024 Stats Pack, Premier League Arsenal and Manchester City Match Facts and Total Cards Arsenal have lost their last 12 Premier League games against Man City, their longest ever losing run against an opponent in league history. Should Man City beat Arsenal here, it would be the joint longest Premier League winning run for a team against an opponent, 13 games. Yellow cards. Arsenal 10, Manchester City 12. Red cards. Arsenal 1, Manchester City 1. Goals. Arsenal 15, Manchester City 17. Expected goals, Arsenal 14.8, Manchester City 14.8. Goals conceded, Arsenal 6, Manchester City 5. Expected goals against, Arsenal 6.2, Manchester City 5.2. Clean sheets, Arsenal 3, Manchester City 3. Shots, 
Arsenal 106, Manchester City 127. Average possession, Arsenal 62.5%, Manchester City 66.3%. Short conversion rate, Arsenal 14.2%, Manchester City 13.4%. Points gained after trailing, Arsenal 4, Manchester City 3. Points dropped after leading, Arsenal 4, Manchester City 0. Goal times. 0-15, Arsenal, scored 0, conceded 1. Manchester City, scored 3, conceded 1. 16-30, Arsenal, scored 4, conceded 1. Manchester City, scored 0, conceded 0. 31-45, Arsenal, scored 2, conceded 1. Manchester City, scored 4, conceded 2. 46-60, Arsenal scored 3, conceded 1. Manchester City scored 3, conceded 0. 61-75. Arsenal scored 3, conceded 0. Manchester City scored 3, conceded 1. 76-90. Arsenal scored 3, conceded 2. Manchester City scored 4, conceded 1. Scouting Report by Adrian Clark. Tactics. After enjoying success with an unusual 3-2-4-1 shape towards the end of last season, Pep Guardiola has reverted to 4-2-3-1 in all seven of Manchester City's league games. The absence of John Stones, who performs superbly in an engine room role, could be a factor here. Julian Alvarez has also been handed more game time, operating as a number 10 behind striker Erling Haaland. Reveling in that role, he has scored and assisted three times apiece already. The 23-year-old's runs from deep must be tracked. In possession, Manchester City set up five lanes of attack behind their centre-forward. Down the right, full-back Kyle Walker provides the width, with Phil Foden drifting inside into the half-pockets. With Alvarez covering the central area, new signing Matias Nunes pushes into a left-of-centre midfield position with fellow summer recruit Jeremy Doku hugging the left touchline. Fit again, Jack Grealish may occupy that role this weekend. Behind them, Guardiola uses a single pivot in midfield with three defenders spreading across the back line. Style of play. Manchester City want to control matches through sustained possession. They have increased their average share of the ball from 65.18% to 66.29% since last season and have produced a division-high 164 sequences of 10 or more passes so far. That is a rise of three per game compared to 2022-23. The champions are extremely patient before exploding into life around the box. Rapid switches of play occur regularly, and when defences are stretched, they slip passes into runners who burst into the area from deep. Off the ball, very little has changed. When possession is relinquished, the champions work aggressively in packs to regain it as quickly as they can. Strengths Making great strides across the last 12 months, it is now exceptionally hard to create quality chances against Manchester City. 
They have faced just 44 shots in the current campaign, which after just seven games is 23 less than the next closest Premier League outfit, Arsenal, on 67. We know all about City's abundance of quality going forward, but defensively they are also formidable. The visitors' set pieces also need to be respected. They have already scored four goals from dead ball situations. Weaknesses The absence of suspended central midfield linchpin Rodri does significantly weaken City. In their 2-1 loss at Molyneux last Saturday, they looked more vulnerable to turnovers without the presence of their exceptional Spaniard. So, if Arsenal can break up play and turn over possession when the visitors have committed bodies in forward areas, they will look to profit on the break. Key man. Last season's Golden Boot winner is in outstanding form, scoring eight times in seven appearances. That represents a 47% share of Manchester City's Premier League goals. The giant Norwegian is a true penalty box predator, with all 32 of his attempts coming from inside the danger zone. No other top-flight player is within 10 shots of that tally. Receiving 15 big chances, seven more than anyone else this season, the 23-year-old superstar will certainly be grateful for the quality service his teammates provide. Haaland's left boot has been particularly destructive, scoring six goals with that weapon, and his other two strikes were from headers. Arsenal know they have to tame Haaland in this contest. There are three photographs in the print version of this programme. The main photograph has the caption, Phil Foden battles with Mario Lemina during last Saturday's surprise 2-1 defeat at Wolves. Pep Guardiola's team haven't lost two in a row in the Premier League since December 2018. The first of the two smaller photographs has the caption, Julian Alvarez has been in impressive form so far this season, with three goals and three assists. And the last has the caption, Erling Haaland has scored nearly half of City's Premier League goals, eight out of 17. Match Action Premier League Sunday, September 24th, 2023 2pm, Emirates Stadium Arsenal 2 Romero, 26, own goal Saka, 54, penalty Tottenham Hotspur, 2 Son, 42, assist, Madison Son, 55, assist, Madison Match Stats Expected Goals AFC 2.03 THFC 1.46 Shots on target AFC 6 THFC 5 Hit woodwork AFC 0 THFC 0 Possession AFC 47% THFC 53% Completed passes AFC 312 THFC 373 Corners AFC 11 THFC 4 Tackles 1 AFC 13 THFC 16 Offsides AFC 2 THFC 3 Yellow Cards AFC 3 THFC 4 Red Cards AFC 0 
THFC 0 Key moments 26 Saka's shot deflects into the net off Romero's knee 38 Rea makes a superb save from Johnson 42 Son converts from Madison's pullback 54 Saka scores from the penalty spot after Romero handballs 55 Son scores an instant equaliser from Madison's pass Match facts Bukayo Saka has been directly involved in 19 goals in his last 19 Premier League games at Emirates Stadium. We are unbeaten in our last 39 Premier League games when we have scored the opening goal. We are now unbeaten in our past 15 Premier League London derbies. Quotes William Saliba We are a little bit disappointed because we wanted to win in front of our fans. We should have done better, but it's OK. We drew today and are already focused on the next game. Premier League Match Action Carabao Cup, third round, Wednesday, September the 27th, 7.45pm. GTEC, Community Stadium. Brentford 0, Arsenal 1. Nelson 8. Assist, Nketiah. Match Facts. Emil Smith-Rowe made his 100th Arsenal appearance, five years and one week since making his debut in a Europa League win at home to Vorskia Poltava. Charles Sago Jr. became the 902nd player to represent our first team. We have not lost an away third-round League Cup match since a 1-0 defeat at Coventry City in October 1991. Quotes Rhys Nelson I know Eddie likes to press. He's aggressive up front. He laid it off to me, but I thought the defender got there before me. I was a bit upset, but I carried on with my movement, and I got it and slotted it into the bottom corner. Mikel Arteta on Charles Sago's debut. Charles was probably one of the most consistent players we had in the under-23s for a few months. He's been training with us quite a lot, and it's about giving opportunities to people. He's a winger. He plays on the right or the left. He's played as a nine as well this season for quite a lot of minutes. He's quite versatile in those positions and it's great to have him around and see how he develops. Match Stats Expected Goals BFC 1.83 AFC 1.24 Shots on Target BFC 4 AFC 3 Hit Woodwork BFC 1, AFC 1, Possession, BFC 41, AFC 59, Total Passes, BFC 404, AFC 607, Corners, BFC 1, AFC 3, Tackles 1, BFC 10, AFC 10, Offsides, BFC 5, AFC 0. Yellow Cards, BFC 1, AFC 2. Red Cards, BFC 0, AFC 0. The photograph with this report in the print version of the programme has the caption Academy Hat-Trick, Reese Nelson is congratulated by Emil Smith-Rowe and Eddie Nketiah. Oh, <laughs>
match action. Premier League, Saturday, September 30th, 2023, 3pm, Vitality Stadium, Bournemouth 0, Arsenal 4. Key moments, 17 minutes. Saka is in the right place at the right time to head in after Jesus's effort hit the post. 44. Odegaard scores a penalty after Nketiah is fouled. 53. Havertz converts his penalty after Odegaard was brought down in the area. 90 plus 3. White heads in Odegaard's free kick for the fourth. Match facts. We have won our opening three games away in the top flight for just the fourth time after 1930-31, 2004-05 and 2013-14. Kai Havertz became the 143rd different goalscorer for us in the Premier League. We have won five penalties this season, one more than in the whole of the last Premier League season. Quotes, Declan Rice, I think it's a massive result. Question marks before the game because it's a tough place to come. Bournemouth, they press really well, a really good manager. But we really worked on ourselves before the game and it came off today. Match action. RC Lon versus Arsenal. RC Lon 2, Arsenal 1. RC Lon scorers. Thomason, 25th minute. Wahi, 69th minute. Arsenal scorer. Jesus, 14th minute. Tuesday, October 2nd, 2023. Stard Bollet de Lelice. Key moments. 14th minute. Jesus cracks home in off the post from the edge of the area. 25th minute. Thomason calls home a superb effort to equalise. 49th minute. Trossard turns his man, but his shot is saved. 67th minute. Tomiyasu's volley is well saved by Samba. 69th minute. Wahi smashes in the winner from a cutback. Match facts. We've scored first in each of our last 10 games. This was the first time we lost an away Champions League match in France, after six wins and two draws in our previous eight visits. Bakayo Saka is the first Premier League player to reach both five goals and five assists in all competitions this season. Quotes, Takahiro Tomiyasu We knew that it wouldn't be an easy game for us. We created a lot of chances, but we couldn't score. Also for me, I had a big opportunity to score, but I couldn't score. So yeah, I'm so disappointed and it has to be a goal. Match stats Expected goals RC Lon, 0.74 Arsenal, 1.51 Shots on target RC Lon, 3 Arsenal, 6. Hit Woodwork. RC Lon, 0. Arsenal, 0. Possession. RC Lon, 33%. Arsenal, 67%. Completed passes. RC Lon, 264. Arsenal, 627. Corners. RC Lon, 3. Arsenal, 5. Tackles 1. RC Lon 10, Arsenal 7. Offsides, RC Lon 4, Arsenal 0. Yellow cards, RC Lon 1, Arsenal 1. Red cards, RC Lon 0, Arsenal 0. 
Teams. Teams. For Arsenal, manager Mikel Arteta. Shirt, red with white sleeves. Shorts, white. Socks, white. 1. Aaron Ramsdale, goalkeeper. 2. William Saliba. 4. Ben White. 5. Thomas Partey. 6. Gabriel Magalhães. 7. Bukayo Saka. 8. Martin Odegaard. 9. Gabriel Jesus. 10. Emil Smith-Rowe. 11. Gabriel Martinelli. 12. Urian Timber. 14. Eddie Anketia. 15. Jakub Kivio. 17. Cedric Suarez. 18. Takahiro Tomiyasu. 19. Leandro Trossard. 20. Giorgino. 21. Fabio Vieira. 22. David Rea, goalkeeper. 24. Reese Nelson. 25. Mohamed Elneny. 29. Kai Havertz. 31. Carl Hine, goalkeeper. 33. Arthur Okonkwo, goalkeeper. 35. Alexandra Zinchenko. 41. Declan Rice. 71. Charles Sago Jr. For Manchester City, manager Pep Guardiola. Shirt, light blue. Shorts, white. Socks, light blue. 2. Kyle Walker. 3. Ruben Diaz. 4. Calvin Phillips. 5. John Stones. 6. Nathan Ake. 8. Matteo Kovacic. 9. Erling Haaland. 10. Jack Grealish. 11. Jeremy Doku. 13. Zang Stefan, goalkeeper. 16. Rodri. 17. Kevin De Bruyne. 18. Stefan Ortega Moreno, goalkeeper. 19. Julian Alvarez. 20. Bernardo Silva. 21. Sergio Gomez. 24. Joshko Valdiol. 25. Manuel Akanji. 27. Matias Nunes. 31. Edison, goalkeeper. 33. Scott Carson, goalkeeper. 47. Phil Foden. 52. Oscar Bob. 82. Rico Lewis. 92. Mika Hamilton. Referee. Michael Oliver. Assistant referees. Stuart Burt. Lee Betts. Fourth official. Tim Robinson. VAR official. John Brooks. Additional VAR official. Darren Can. Today's other fixtures. All 2 p.m. Brighton and Hove Albion versus Liverpool. West Ham United versus Newcastle United. Wolverhampton Wanderers versus Aston Villa. No room for racism. The Arsenal Foundation, helping young people fulfil their potential through education and sport. Arsenal's new 23-24 home kit. Shop now or visit the Armoury. Soak in Arsenal FC, official money transfer partner. Supercharge your global payments and money transfers. 
visit Sokin.com. Sokin is a trading name and a registered trademark of Plato Capital Limited. For further information on accessing the Sokin app and related payment services in your country of residence, please refer to www.sokin.com. Why ask the barrister if you can be the barrister? Lavazza coffee machine from £1. Discover more at lavazza.co.uk. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 